What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Extra Point Podcast. It's your host, Tommy Buns. After the two-week hiatus, here with Sully and Jones. As always, we are going to get right into it with the NBA right now because it is the NBA Finals. And we have a tied series, 1-1. Close game last night, too. I mean, the Raptors looked like they were going to pull it out in the first half. What were they up? 12 points at halftime? 11, 12, 12, they were up 5. They were up 5 at halftime, but they were up 12 in the second quarter. Oh, right, right. That's what it was. Yeah, I was driving when the game was going on, so I was just following along. But, I mean, the Raptors, they won game one pretty convincingly. It was pretty – I mean, it was a, they were ahead the whole time. And then, of course, you have Clay Thompson go out with an injury. It looks like he pulled his hamstring. Have we heard any more about that today? I don't think so. I haven't. Uh, I, I, haven't. I heard they, they didn't leave till 4 a.m. Um, on Sunday night, and they didn't go to sleep till like, 7 a.m., so – you know, you figure it's 7.40 right now, we're recording this, so um, three hours back for, you know, Pacific time, so it's really only 4.30 there. Yeah, so we'll probably hear something by the end but of the But still, night. it should be soon, like, I don't know what the hell you're doing if you wake up at 1, what are you doing the first four hours, that'd be the first thing I'd do. I mean, they have till Wednesday, too, to figure it out, so I mean, likely Durant will be back at least for Wednesday, but I mean, if they're down I don't to think play, he'll be back Wednesday. Really, I had heard. No, that I don't think. Probably gonna I think be back be, for. Yeah, if you saw four or five. Yeah, if you saw the video of him, like in the when he was like talking shit to Drake, he like turned around at one point and took like five or six steps, and he was walking gingerly. Oh, uh, he well, wasn't. He wasn't sense. limping. He, he surely wasn't limping, but you could tell he was not. Like, and maybe it was just like a product of him. Like that's how he was moving at the time. Like he wasn't trying to like move anywhere. He was only taking a few steps away. But like it to me, it looked like he was still putting a little like a uh, little extra care into it yeah i mean it's that if him and clay are out though for game three that's huge for the raptors yeah that's yeah. a wrap Turn. like they they like people are like people are saying oh they really should have won if they had clay 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 was out like clay was out eight minutes and they were up 10 so like i mean you know yeah you i know, mean at they, the end of the did, day what they, they still have demarcus cousins they still have Steph Curry, they still have Andre Iguodala, they still have Draymond without, without Clay and Kevin Durant, though. No, no, I don't either. I don't think I Cousins think can play big. enough minutes. He's he's he, he's been winded. I mean, he looked he looked good at times yesterday, mainly passing, but he offensively uh, very very you know not consistent, and then defensively, obviously, he's pretty bad. Yeah, but Can't I mean, isn't even it's not like it's his fault. It just sucks, like, the timing of everything for him. He hasn't really gotten it. Right when he's getting back into it, he got fucking yeah. hurt. Yeah, it was an unfortunate, but I, I don't know. I mean, Tom's I think... going to play game three? Who? Clay? I think Clay Tom plays. Is. Yeah, Clay. I think Clay plays. Yeah. To it's, me, it's just like a hamstring is, like, so easy to aggravate, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he's not going to play hurt, but I think he's going to play. Yeah, I, no, I think he's, he's asked to. If he, if he plays, he he's definitely hurt. They say he runs two runs two point nine miles a game more more than most players for sure. You know, his whole offensive game is all running on movement. Yeah, he's all um, off ball. So I mean, if yeah, he he's all off ball balls. You know, so I don't I don't know how he can effectively play with it. No, especially defense. It's obviously it's not. It's obviously defender. not the Chris Paul injury, and he doesn't have extensive history. But this isn't this isn't an ankle where you know it's just tolerance. The, the, I mean, the hamstring, if, if you pull it, I mean... The reason I'm not so worried about it is because he, he heard it, and then he played and for, like, a couple minutes after. Like, we didn't realize that it was, like, he yeah, was but hurt. Yeah, it, it got worse. Well, yeah, but... That's what I happens mean, with a hamstring. When you, when you try to work, play with a hamstring, that's why running backs can't play with hamstring injuries. Like, you can't... You can't... You can't run on a hamstring. That's the thing. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't be... And Iguodala's apparently banged up again i mean that was a big shot by him though big shot i mean he missed he missed 13 of his last 14 three-pointers so i think i mean if you're getting that shot 
I mean, you want someone more in his face if you want uh, if you're Toronto, but I don't think that was worst case scenario at all. You get that rebound, the six five and a half, six and a half seconds at least left, and then you're down two. You take the timeout. You're up there. So it wasn't a good decision to take the shot from him. I I believe. Uh, I just he had five seconds or six or seven seconds left on the shot clock. I don't I don't I didn't agree with him taking the shot, um, but it went in. I. He took it confidently, but he missed 13 of his last 14, so. That's like a shot. That's like right on the line for me on, like, where you can take it. Because, like, you're not getting a better shot than that. You're not getting a, a, a three with no one within 10 feet of you ever again in the next four seconds, you know. And if you don't score there, it's the same position. Whether there's two seconds left on the clock or five seconds or one second left on the clock, it's the same situation. They got the ball at half court. It's going to be a, a pass in and a jump shot. It's the same situation regardless. Yeah, but no, if you, if you have if you have five or six seconds left, you can pass the ball. You can you can dribble one second left. You can make a one a one move play. Yeah, it's a, it, I think it severely limits you. Like, like Portland against Golden State when they had two point one seconds left and Dame fired up a horrific shot. I trust Golden State's defense with anything but two seconds, two seconds and and less. Um, I'm trusting Golden State's defense um, for sure. So. I mean, he made the shot, so you can't crucify. But people that are people that are crucifying the Raptors for it, I don't understand, because they were go- going for the steal and they really almost got it. Kawhi Leonard was centimeters away from getting that ball from Sean Livingston, who's much bigger and stronger and bigger hands than. Oh yeah, I thought so that ball gets, was picked if he off. He gets that ball. He's out in transition. I thought that was picked off the second through it. Yeah, me too. And Livingston smartly came to the ball. But I'm saying they really pressured. They pressured. They did everything right there. Um, they pressured. You know, they pressured. They doubled Curry. It's really. I I can't I can't really blame them as much as you know fouling Draymond Green was an option. Fouling Livingston was an option. It would have extended the game. But it's also important they only had one timeout left. So if you're gonna play that type of game, you don't have two timeouts left. They make two free throws. It's a four-point game. You call the timeout with like 15 seconds to go, and then you make it two free throws, and it's a two-point game. And you're in a foul game, whatever. And you only have you only you have zero timeouts left. If you have two timeouts left there, you, you extend the game for sure. But they didn't. So yeah, uh, that's why I don't think people realize. I haven't heard anyone on ESPN talk about. It. They only had one timeout. So extending the game, it's tough with that because you don't you can't really advance the ball. You can only do it the one time. So. That's why they 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 you know they lived and died with uh, Iggy shooting you know a three pointer which he hasn't been accustomed to making in the past six games, one of fourteen. So um, it's better than someone else beating you. But yeah, I mean I'm um yeah I'm uh I'm fine with that shot. Like I'm fine with that. If that's what I gotta like die on, like it is what it is. I'm fine with that shot. It, it's better than you know some pull-up jumper with three people in his face from Curry. Yeah, or a wide-open Draymond Green layup off a double or whatever. I mean, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a, sh- you know he can make, but he just hasn't been making lately, so whatever. To me, like, if you're not hitting that shot, you don't deserve that game anyways. You know, like, you're in Yeah, any- and, 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 and the Raptors shouldn't have been, even been in, been in the game at that point after going, letting a 20-0 run happen. You know. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a problem if Curry didn't fucking throw the ball up and get a technical. They would have been yeah, up. Was, they would have been up, up three. I, and they I, I would don't have, know why Toronto would have had to foul. Why did he think he could do that and not get away and get away with it? I don't know. I, I mean, that's I like, not even like a borderline like argument, like with Clay Thompson and whatever. Like when he threw when he bounced past, like he threw it forty feet in the air, like. There's one player in the NBA that's not getting a technical on that. It's LeBron. LeBron. It's LeBron. They're not even they, the whistle. They're actually putting the whistle back in their pocket after they had it in their mouth. If LeBron does that, but digress. I don't know. I think I, I think that uh, I think people overreacted in Game One. I mean, I like this matchup in Toronto overall. I think uh, obviously they can compete, but they had fantastic games from. Gasol from Siakam. Siakam played the best game of his career, and Van Vliet, and they they didn't win that game. Like they could have lost that game, 
You know, it, it, Golden State played terrible. They were turning the ball over. The Splash Brothers weren't hitting shots. Um, I just think it, game one was like an example of everything going well, right for Toronto know, and everything had going wrong. Warren Clay had 25s. I mean, people. I think people write into a little, little too much game to game uh, because people are overreacting and saying now that kind of like you know. Yeah, it's over in five. Yeah. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, the Warriors have it now. I mean, I, I mean, I. I still think it's in six. I think it's our, our original prediction. I think it's minimum. I think it's everyone minimum everyone I, wins I, home I think, games from here on out. I think Toronto's got a very good chance in seven, but I think two, both teams can win on the road. I think Toronto has proven they can win on the road. Golden State has proven that they can lose at home. Um, to the to the they did that twice to the Clippers, and they're not fully healthy. Um, you know, regardless, you know, if Clay plays or not, he's not going to be as effective, most likely. You know, Durant out. Who knows how they will play with Durant? I think people are acting like Durant plays, they automatically win. I don't think that's the case. People, are, it's funny how the media changes, pivots so quickly with with Durant. With they don't need Durant when he's not playing the thirty-one and one. They lose the first game in the playoffs. Oh, they need Kevin Durant. If Kevin Durant was playing, they'd sweep them. They'd win in five games. People are saying. Well, you just said they don't need him. They're better without him. And now because it fits your narrative, now they would easily beat him with Durant. I don't yeah. know. I think I think they'd be close games regardless. I mean, I you mean, also got to take into account like that that thirty and you know one or whatever it is the now thirty five and two. Um, they're playing trash teams for three quarters of those games. Like they're just they, you know they're just game the regular season games. Like yeah, but I think but what what gave it merit was you know obviously beating Houston and then beating and sweeping Portland. Sweeping and Portland, yeah. So that was, you know, recency bias. Um, I also think Portland was overrated going into that series. I um, think, uh, I think what Portland really missed is defensively. They're just like, they just they, they're they're not a good defensive team. They're not even average. That's yeah. where they really drop the ball, and that's why I like a team like Toronto a lot better because, I mean, I didn't think that they would come back like that to against a defense as good as Toronto. I know, but Toronto's offense, I mean, completely just shit. I mean, if they're just okay or a little bit below average, they're going to win that game in that stretch, that six-minute period. And they just, they missed bunnies. They missed wide-open threes. They missed they missed every type of shot you can you can think of. Some poor shots selection for sure, but um, I don't know. I think I think Toronto's going to come back and play with an edge in game three. I think, I think... Uh, you know, I think it'll definitely be a close game. I think if if Thompson's out or hampered, you really gotta like your chances if you're Toronto. Uh, it's six or seven game series for sure uh, at this point. I think both teams coming on the road. I think there's just so much. There's just so much up in the air with 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 Golden State with Clay with Durant coming back the rhythm with Iguodala's nagging injuries. Curry's sick now apparently. Um, it's just a lot up in the air right now, and, and people seem to be have shifted right over to Golden State and act like, you know, they're never going to lose at home again. Um, I think I think the Warriors I think the Warriors will lose again at home, and I wouldn't be shocked if the Raptors lost at home again. Well, the Raptors, if they don't lose, I mean, if the Raptors lose at home again, they're they they're going home. Their season's done unless they steal one in Golden State. Well, but I'm saying I think they're gonna. I think I definitely think they're gonna steal one of these next two. We'll see. I think it. I think it entirely depends on on Clay's health. Um, you know, because what they got three days off, four four days off, three days. They're they play when, days Wednesday, and Monday, two Tuesday, Wednesday. Well, Wednesday's the day of. Yeah, but they play at like 10 p.m. at night. It's a, it's a day. Well, it's two full days, and then so, I mean. Whatever you want to say, two three days, but you know, I don't know. I don't know hamstring that quickly to get back. I don't. We just don't know the severity. You know, it could be. You know, could have been like a cramping situation. You know, the, the but here's the thing: the fact that they said he will not return tonight when he left. I don't know. I think that's significant. That's fair. There was a decent amount of time left. Yeah, and he's very tough. He's a tough player. He never misses games. Yeah, I know. If I had to, if I had to bet on it, I'd say he probably will play too. But the MRI, the MRI will obviously give a lot more certainty. You know, depending on the grade of it, if it's somewhat significant, you know, there's a chance he might not play at all again in the series. To be honest, 
Yeah, I mean, if it's significant, if it's if it's something around, you know, the Chris Paul. I mean, Chris Paul wasn't even close to playing that series last year. He wasn't even close in games game seven. Yeah, he was. He he he'd like. They made it sound like he was close to up yeah, until he game time. Yeah, it seemed like he was close, but he he couldn't at all. I don't know, maybe to, you know, have them prepare against him probably, but. But I mean, I'm not saying he will miss the rest of the years. But if if he does, that's the series. You would think so, unless Durant comes back and him and Curry put on a fucking show. Uh, yeah, I just I don't know the way the, the way they play though. It's they both play with the ball. With Clay, Clay's off the ball though. So you have one of those guys and Clay. It's a lot more the Golden State offense. But I I don't know the both of them. It's Curry can play off the ball. He can, but I don't. I don't think Kevin Durant will be playing the point guard. Maybe Draymond you know? does. Draymond plays enough point guard as it is. Yeah, he he can, but I, it's just who's going to be. Who are you going to have? You're going to play. You're going to play Quint uh, Cook for 35 minutes. Hey, Quint Cook had a hell of a game. He played. He played solid, but I, future, I mean, future Nick Quint Cook. He played solid, but for 30. But if he's, you're going to ask him to play 35 minutes between conditioning and everything i don't i don't know i mean he, he looks we would have like but... said the same thing about boogie going into game two we did say the same thing about boogie going into game two i mean you, that was a night and day from game one to game two every we thought he was gonna be yeah he played what 28 yeah he was everything we thought he was gonna be in game one like lazy tired ineffective didn't play a lot and then game two it was like the dudes never missed a beat i mean that was a normal game for him maybe a little less minutes but you know, it's not like he was logging forty minutes a night for the Warriors, even when he was healthy. No, he wasn't. He w- he was around thirty or so. He, you know, he he definitely helps. He he helps. He helps with the ball movement too. He's a gr- he's a great passer. I was gonna say he's but, a really underrated passer. Really, but underrated. I mean, Looney Looney's another injury. Yeah. Muted. Uh, a a sprained or a bruised collarbone or something. There's a is a chest contusion chest contusion but it looked real bad yeah it's not he's been great too i mean he's like a, a mini draymond almost yeah I, minus the passing yeah i I've, I've loved it watching him all throughout the playoffs he's been big for them he's been very good he's probably been their biggest uh surprise yeah mckinney's been solid too yeah out of nowhere this guy Alfonso yeah, out of, McKinney. Out, out, completely out of nowhere i think it's um a testament to Steve Kerr, who I don't know if I've given enough credit to. Um, you know, at this point, I, I think he's. I don't. I didn't normally regard him as the best coach, but I, I'd say he's. In my opinion, he might be the best coach in the league right now. But I see what he's doing with these injuries, with these lineups he's putting together, with um, playing eleven different guys. That's not how the Warriors play with not a deep team. And I don't care what what what, what they say. Jarebko solid, Cook solid. Looney, but after that, he's bringing these guys. He's bringing Andrew Bogut out of Australia. He's bringing, uh, you know, McKinney. Like he's 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 having these players getting these ready players game ready and fitting in the system. So I've 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 underappreciated him because he's he's been magnificent. This is if there's any been an MVP in this playoff run for the Warriors, it's Steve Kerr in my opinion. Yeah, he's been incredible. I mean, and and just to, just the fact of like keeping this team's head above water like from a mental standpoint keeping them you know in the right spots and 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 changing so many lineups and and people injured in and out it's just i don't know it's it's a lot to handle and a lot to keep the machine going um and he's done an excellent job with that it's a little similar i want to say to uh to the job aaron boone's been doing in new york with the yankees um yeah with the amount the myriad of injuries and um really the positive attitude that he's maintaining confidence in the guys that are playing who aren't, you know, who are no names compared to the stars. You know, you have Judge and Stanton and, um, you know, all these all these guys, whether it's Paxton, Severino go down, and for the Warriors, it's the same thing. It's, you know, it's it's Thompson, it's Duran, it's Cousins, it's Iggy. It's their, it's their guys. It's their, it's their sluggers. I mean, it's, um, it's legitimately their five best players, uh, you know. Yeah. Not so, including I, Steph. Yeah. So... I mean, a part of me would really like to see this Golden State team with all five stars healthy because I don't think it would be perfect. I don't. 
I think they would be obviously really, really good, but I, I, I don't. I think at moments they would be incredible, but I would like to see them at full strength and see how they do play for the full 48 minutes. Because it, it's, it's, they, they are very generous, but passing the ball like that, um, it's just a matter of who, who's going to get the shot. Is it going to be Cousins? Is it going to be Thompson? Is it going to be Durant? I mean, I think they've shown in the past. I mean, obviously they haven't had Demarcus, but I think they've shown in the past when like shits on the line, they they really like turn into the the best warriors they can be. At yeah, least just, the last just, two years with Durant, we just haven't been able. To, we haven't been. Able, we saw it maybe an eight game, a seven or eight game stretch when Boogie was healthy. I think. Yeah, that well, when he came back the first time, I think they started like thirteen or fourteen and one. Yeah, it was it was a really really good record. Yeah, they got real hot. Then I am back, guys. Had a little fire alarm at uh, Casa Casa Buns over here. Casa had de head Buns. Outside. Casa de Buns had a little fire alarm. Had to go take the cat and dip, but we're back you now. You took the cat? Um, yeah, I'm not leaving that thing inside. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's my heart. I can't leave her inside in that madness. So you, you, you know, there's not. A, you know, it's not going to affect her, but you took her anyway. When uh-huh. you see her. Oh, we put her in the cat carrier, and we're like, hey, we got to go inside. <laughs> she was probably like, yep, all right. Yep, she, no, she's meowing the whole time. But yeah, yeah, did you guys cover all the NBA while I was gone? All the NBA. All the NBA. All right, well, something I'm going to love to talk about. We have another championship final going on right now. Fucking Stanley Cup, Bruins up 2-1 after the ass whooping they laid on San, St. Louis on Saturday night. Won seven to two, have a two one lead. Game three or game four, excuse me, is tonight. Things are looking pretty good. I mean, if they win tonight, it's curtains for St. Louis. There's no way this is going more than five if the Bruins win tonight. Yeah, I mean, they looked real good in game three. Um, that was because that was a tough loss in game two. Um, it was a big uh, how you gonna respond type game, especially at home, going on the road. Um, and having to deal with that, they they responded uh, just about as good as you can you can hope for as a Bruins fan. Was it fan. six two seven two seven two? I heard. Um, I'm not the uh... and Tuca's just playing incredible right now. Mm-hmm. He's carrying Tuka-rask. lights out. Yeah. I heard only... uh, the Blues are changing their lineup tonight. You gotta do something because whatever you're doing isn't working. You're lucky you got that overtime winning game yeah. too. I mean, Tuca's allowed six goals through three games. Two each game. That's great. Can't hate that. Yeah. Especially when you have the offensive production that the Bruins have. I mean, they're putting up four, two, and seven. So I mean, they're it's they're like plus it's like, like uh, it's like baseball. Like if you if you give up two runs, you expect to win every night on any given night. Yeah. Yeah. I Dude. mean, game two, it was like they they all the goals were in the first period, aside from the overtime winner. It was two two the entire game, and the Bruins came out so flat in overtime. It was like. I don't even think they possessed the puck for more than 30 seconds in overtime. And St. Louis scored in the first, like, three minutes. So it was like, it, it was going to be, that was theirs. I mean, they won that one. But it's going to be a nice gentleman sweep, I think. I think they're going to take it in five. They lost two. They're going to win tonight. They're going to come back win it in five in Boston. Funny enough, it'll only be the second championship won in Boston in the past five or six championships. Oh, yeah, like, that was winning on the road. Other, that was clinched in Boston was the Red Sox in 13. I feel so bad for you. Mm. Yeah, I know. We've had a we've had a, a, a three month drought without a championship parade. I think we're due for another one, and I think we're gonna get it in the next couple weeks here. So, you know, it's not too much to say about that other than the fact that the Bruins are gonna win. I hope the Celtics trade Tatum and Brown and 16 first round picks for AD, and he walks away next year. Honestly. The Celtics were such a letdown. I'm still not over it. That was the most disappointing thing. But I will probably never have to see Kyrie Irving in a Celtics uniform again. I would have thought you they were your best team going into this year. Excluding obviously oh. the Red Sox winning last year, the twenty nineteen teams. I would I would have taken them as the most likely. Well, I guess not oh. because the Warriors because no, because the Warriors exist, but but to come out of the East, you thought they were going to be conference champions. I mean, yeah, yeah. you have to after last year, and then it just didn't work. It just did not work, and I think I, I'm i putting a lot of it on Kyrie Irving. Yeah, We'll take him off your hands. Yeah. You don't want him. that. You don't want that burden. Have him. Let him ruin your franchise. Rick, according to Rick Bucher, the Knicks aren't in it. He says 
for whatever it's worth, it's between the Nets and the Lakers. I'm never going to believe the Lakers stuff until it happens. Yeah, if he goes and signs with LeBron, I lose. I every think there's a chance. Bit I, of respect I, I, I have. I get the. I totally get the. Year. I totally get the Nets. Nets uh, angle, um, but I'm never gonna believe the Lakers until it happens. I'm not saying it can't happen, but I'm just, I'm just never saying, gonna. My, my head's not gonna there, let me. It's Kobe. It's all Kobe. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like you know, it's the type of thing where you like you forget. To me, I think it's like you forget how. When you when you don't have something you you like miss it and then you get back get it back and you're like oh this is why I fucking hated this and he's just gonna, it's gonna happen with LeBron if he does it again like they're not gonna win a title next year unless they have Davis they'll be they'll have a chance if they have Davis and some they'll have a chance it's, if it's they have, also if they have nearly impossible for them to pull off if it's very difficult they'd have to trade every single person they own taking back no salary cap and the Pelicans want to drop Solomon Hill in a deal. They're gonna because the the Pel, uh, the Lakers the Pelicans owner doesn't want to deal with the Lakers and she's gonna want to have them send a little extra or take on a, another contract and I get that I know I'm just saying I, the the further we get a I don't know a couple it seemed like a few weeks ago it was 95 percent Durant was going there and it seemed like Kyrie was definitely going there I'm not saying that's not the case but now there are more angles out there that uh, paint different pictures whether it's uh durant in la not with the lakers with the clippers whether it's durant returning i th- whether- i think i think the durant durant durant's and knicks has only gotten more has only gotten stronger i think Kyrie has definitely gotten more in question but i think durant to the knicks has only gotten stronger and the odds indicate it but i feel i, I don't know i feel like the clippers have I've heard more reports about the Clippers lately. Uh, there was the one report about the Clippers that they had from Stein that they had an equal that they were an equal consideration. Well, uh, my bottom my bottom line is a few weeks ago it seemed like it seemed a guarantee that they were going to get the two of them combined. They were a package deal. Yeah, I agree. Now it now now it seems like like you're right. It, it, I would definitely say Kevin Durant to the Knicks is the most likely thing. If I had to bet on, I'd bet that. But with Kyrie Irving being his partner, it doesn't—it doesn't seem like it's—it's it's a, a all-or-nothing deal. It seems like it's—it seems like it's you know doing what you want to do. Maybe it and comes it, down that, to maybe it comes down to who gets Anthony Davis. It could because yeah. you have you have LeBron and KD. Let's call them cancel out at this point, and it comes down to who's got the third star in house. Personally, I'd rather play with Kevin Durant because he's younger and probably be- and better overall right now. Yeah, but mainly mainly defensively. Um, offensively, I mean, you look at LeBron's numbers last year; they they were still great. I think mainly he lacked in leadership overall, and and but and and defense. But offensively, his numbers were still fifty one percent. His his rebounding passing numbers were all pretty ridiculous for someone in his. And his time, but I think defensively, his lack of effort defensively compared to Durant um, is where Durant really, um, you know, takes a leap over him right now. But yeah, I would I'd rather play with Durant, and it's a great opportunity with the Knicks. Yeah, the, right now the Lakers, the Nets scare me more than the Lakers. But in the last week, Durant's odds have gone from minus one fifty to minus two twenty five for the Knicks, and Kyrie's have remained unchanged with. The Knicks, the favorite, still at plus at even money, plus a hundred. The Nets are second at plus one fifty, and the Lakers are at plus two hundred. All pretty good odds, though. I yeah. mean, Absolutely. no real. I mean, yeah, the Knicks still obviously the favorite, but by an inch. Yeah, yeah, no, That's, no real. Uh, it'll be interesting. I'm excited for free. Agents. I don't think Kyrie knows what he wants to do. Also. No, I don't either. I think he knows he doesn't want to be in Boston. Yeah, I agree. I think <laughs> that's all he knows. Yeah, I think we do knows, know that. Yeah, I think he knows he doesn't want to be there. But um, speaking of trades, let's move to baseball. Who needs to make moves right now? Because it's gets that time where you're really starting to – you figured out it's two months in. You figured out where your teams are really lacking. You figured out who's going to be in playoff contention and who's not. So now's the time where you're really going to start seeing teams think about who's going to buy, who's going to sell. Who do you think needs to make moves the most? 
Um, I think like any any uh, year that you know the the four to six teams that are really in you know now shaping up to be real World Series contenders. I think they need to just go out and make that one big move to attack their biggest hole. Like for the Yankees example, you you got to go get a top line starting pitcher. You got to get Kluber. Yeah, Kluber uh, or, or Scherzer. I don't, I, don't, I don't like the Scherzer to the Yankees. Why? In what sense? Well, he's he's starting to decline, and I think the amount they'd have to give up for him compared to what they would get in return for him is not what is. It wouldn't be. I think they would. They would probably have to give up a little more for Kluber. I mean, not Kluber. Sorry, sorry. I did not mean Kluber at all. I meant Kluber's been awful in injury. I meant Bauer. Trevor Bauer. Bauer. Sorry, I meant Trevor yeah. Bauer. That's who I meant. Trevor Bauer, someone who's going to be a part of their future. I'd give up a little more for Trevor Bauer, and he'd be a part of the team for ten years. Max Scherzer is going to turn thirty-five in a month. His ERA is like a little, like he was like three-two or three. Had a good outing last. Not that he's bad, but they're going to ask for an arm and a leg for him. Yeah, me, and I think th- I, I think that's exact. I mean, and that's probably what goes into it. I'm I'm I think I'm I'm totally fine with with Bauer as well. I'm just saying that the Yankees, whether it give me one of those, any of those guys. I mean, throw Mad Bum in there, even. Um, give me those guys over nothing, because yeah, no, for sure. And, it's, and we always do also, this. Past two years, we've done this where we 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 think we're like we you know we're hot we're in close to first or we're in first and we think we're good like you know things are rolling and then when it gets to the playoffs like our pitching just doesn't have it also i don't I, more of a reason why i don't think you'll do it is the amount of money that uh scherzer's owed yeah i mean that well they've talked about grinky too who's owed more than scherzer i mean yeah grinky's grinky's been great other than the mets shelling him yesterday uh two days ago and blowing the lead like usual um uh, speaking of the Mets' needs, the Mets could. I mean, I mean, they're they're so inconsistent lately. They've been floundering because of their bullpen blowing games consistently. Other than that, they've been solid. I mean, the Mets could use Kimbrel as could tons of teams. I mean, I look at a team like the Twins, a team that that's the best fit I think for a Craig, a Craig Kimbrel. Um, some uh, someone who doesn't have. They have a closer by committee. Um, they've had a lot of good starter starters this year and uh, performances from Jake Odorizzi. Um, Kyle Gibson's been good. You know, they, they've had some pretty good starting pitching, but I think they could really use Kimbrell and shore up the back end of that um, bu- that bullpen and get that shut down guy because they're 40 and 18. They are, they mean they mean business, and they made so many good moves. They got they got Nelson Cruz. They got Jonathan Scope. They got uh, CJ Crone, who's, they're all having good years. So, um, Polanco, uh, Polanco, not Gregor, what's the other Polanco? Trying to think of the shortstop. He's having a breakout season, so uh, I, I look for the Twins to get one of the two of Keuchel and Kimbrel, and that and that's kind of that's not a trade, but that you can you know now that the draft is going on right now, you don't need a trade to get a, a Kimbrel or a Keuchel. So I feel like those are going to be the moves right now. And I don't know where do you guys think Keuchel going to go? I mean, uh, I'll use a. I just read a report that it's de- it's basically down to a bidding war between the Yankees and the Rays. The Rays, I feel like they just. I feel like they're pretty set on starting pitching, though. They have the least runs allowed by a mile right now. Their well, pitching the thing, has the, been the, the thing awesome. is the yeah the Rays the Rays they have the pitcher by committee. They do the bullpen days, and they have they have three really good pitchers. They have uh, uh, Plagues now. Tyler Glass now is on the pine right now, and he's a little injury prone. So maybe they you know if they have the four of those guys. Maybe they don't use, you know, they're not going to be using the bullpen approach um, in the playoffs. Right, yeah. Cause but that, but if that one of those starters play. struggles, not even struggles, is struggling early on and seemingly doesn't have it, they're going to go to those guys. They have three closers that they use. They have uh, Alvarado, they have uh, Pagan, and then uh, who's the third one? I'm trying to think. But they, they use three different closers who are all very effective and below two ERAs. So um, their bullpens, I think... I think overall their pitching staff is one of the best. It's just they, they're not a sexy team. The Rays aren't sexy. The no, Rays they're not. Team. They're like they're like they that have, money you know, ball open A's team. They're, they're three or four hitter, and people are like, who are G-Man Choi? He's not bad. They have Yandy Diaz, you know, who's who they stole from the Indians. Austin Meadows for my fantasy team has been this guy's. This guy's putting up a year. He's batting like three fifty. He's missed those like twenty something games. He's got thirteen homers. I mean, he's having an incredible year. Stealing bases, five to a player they got from the Pirates for Chris Archer. I mean, 
I, I haven't heard the Rays were even in it. I, I was thinking maybe the Red Sox even for Keuchel. Yeah, I mean, they definitely, the Red they Sox really definitely need did. to do something. They need, yeah, they need to do something. Where, where did Keuchel grow up, Dave? Uh, fuck. Wasn't he a Florida guy? I think so. Uh, well, he's not going to the Marlins, that for sure we know. But then that would that would make sense with the Rays then. I mean, the Rays, do they have a comfortable lead in that? At first wild card spot, I think they're five games up in it right now. Oh no, and Tol- they're not. Tulsa, I mean, Oklahoma. But also, they're, they're going to want to challenge the Yankees still, even though they're only they're a couple games back. They're still. I mean, like I said, Glass now Glass now has been their best starting pitcher by far, believe it or not, and he's been out for weeks. He's been out for five or six weeks. So I'm sure, I'm sure the Rays want, think they can be in it, um, but. Yeah, I mean, right now the who you guys saying are the world like the like the World Series contenders. Obviously, the Yankees, the Astros, the Dodgers. You got to throw the Twins in there just the twins. based on their start. Yeah, then, I'm very high in the Dodgers right now, but the way Cody Bellinger's playing. Oh my god! Yeah, maybe the Brewers. I mean, you I saw them the last year. There. They're probably they're gonna. I mean, the Cubs are kind of they're only a game back in the division. But the Brewers are definitely the better team than the Cubs this year. You just hope the it doesn't Cubs come down put to in the mix because of their experience and their manager. Right. Between Madden and they've done it. And then, maybe, I mean, the Phillies, it wouldn't surprise me if the Phillies made a move for Kimbrell, being that, you know, um, they've had struggles with their closing role. Uh, David Robinson's been out for so long. He was ineffective before. Um, really good decision for the Yankees not to re-sign him. So... I don't know. You know, there's a lot of a lot of things. You know, Bum Garner will be moved. I'm sure, possibly Scherzer, maybe Bauer if the Indians still struggle. But Boston's yeah. got to they got to go after some some guys too. They I mean they got to bolster their bullpen. Yeah, because it's not the offense. The offense isn't the issue anymore. That's well, I don't know. Their bullpen up. hasn't it hasn't been awful. They've they've had they've had Workman's been great. Well, surprisingly, out of nowhere, they yeah, still need like a legit, consistent closer. I mean, yeah, no, they they don't have a consistent closer, and that's true. And they could have used Kimbrel, but I mean, they 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 should go after uh, Shane Green from Detroit. Detroit's gonna be fucking selling yeah, that's, that's the entire call. team. Shane, Green, Shane Green's been disgusting. Yeah, he's got a one one point one three ERA so far in twenty nineteen, and he's that's got insane. and he's got eighteen or nineteen saves on the yeah, fucking Tigers. Changed. On a t- team that's got like 25, 24 wins or something. Yeah. 22 wins. Yeah. <laughs> so 18 saves and 22 appearances. Not, yeah. even, not, not even. Not even every game they or No, yeah, he's probably 18 for 18. I'm saying 18. 18. No, he's, blown, he's blown like, I think he's blown one. One or two, but but still, regardless. I mean, if if they win, Shane Green is pitching nine times out of ten. It's 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 incredible. And he, he's the guy that, that was on the Yankees at one point. Yeah, way back in the day. Yeah, and you know who else was Kirby Yates? He's he's having one of the best years out of all closes. He's got twenty two saves for yeah. the Padres. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of relief pitching talent available to deadline. Yeah, this I think year. I think it'll be. I think we all agree it's going to be mainly pitching base relief, and because there's so many home runs this year, so many strikeouts, teams aren't really struggling for offense. Yeah, I mean, I can't I can't think of one like legitimate even like star like anyone who would approach the term star as a hitter who's like been rumored to be on the market openly yeah no it's definitely it's definitely a year where no, it's there, there will be someone but we it's just like maybe like whit merrifield from the royals I, like, I could see anthony rendon from the nationals yep that's another yeah. one for sure that's someone who i love rendon as a met fan i mean he's he's a stud but yeah maybe i don't know Whit merrifield got that contract he likes it there but maybe they could get something for him yeah, I mean, you they, know, they definitely they're could. certainly not close to being great. No, no, so that wouldn't make sense. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely tough. But, you know, it is what it is. Still got a long way to go in the season. But we're approaching that halfway point very quickly. And I am, I was feeling good after the 20-game stretch the Red Sox had in April into the beginning of May. And then now they're just back to... I mean, dropping two to the Indians when they scored eight and nine runs and they still lose. It's like, come on, get some, get some pitching. Yeah, the same. In the Mets, the Mets, I think have lost six games this year when they've scored like, I don't know, seven or eight more runs, and it's so deflating. Right. I mean, so I'll tell you though, last night was awesome to see David Price going to Yankee Stadium and get a win. That was that and was and pitched that was really well. Time. He pitched really well. That was awesome. He retired like ten straight batters at one point. 
I mean, he that last night was a great step in the right direction for him. He's been our most consistent starter all season. Yeah, his ERA is like two eight nine. I mean, you gotta think. You yeah. gotta think he's he's got the confidence now from that yeah. World Series run. Right, and I mean, Sale is still not back to being a hundred percent Sale, but he's he's trending in the right direction too. I mean, he had seventeen strikeouts and they lost a couple weeks ago, which was fucking ridiculous. But there, he he's getting the ERA down. He's putting in some quality starts. Still only has, I think, one win on the season, which is just wins are a huge stat for pitchers. Yeah, it, it just sucks to see it when your record's like one and seven. And yeah, tell like, me okay. about it, Jacob. The ground. Yeah, I know. Stuff. Yeah, you. Yeah, you literally have the same issue. But yeah, no. Um, another big thing this past weekend though was World Heavyweight Boxing Champion Anthony Joshua, who was twenty-two and zero. Getting beat by a- is Andy Andy Ruiz, Andy yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy Ruiz, a fourteen to one underdog, knocks him out and beats him and takes his title. A fat Mexican Square Garden, the fat Mexican guy doing it for all the dad bods out there, doing it for the big guys, going in and taking out. Doing it for all the big guys, doing it for all the Mexicans, doing it for all it's just the first Mexican heavyweight champion of the world. That's really cool. That is I didn't really know that. Yeah. First Mexican heavyweight boxing champion. Insane. That, Although, do you see the videos of him? Uh, the videos of his workouts today. He's no fucking slouch when it comes to physical. He's quick as hell. He was doing oh, like his jump boxes and shit. Yeah. Like I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. His dude he, looked like hey, Steph Curry in the gym. You know what's gonna happen now though? He's gonna get like the immediate rematch against Joshua, and it's gonna be at Wembley. And oh, there's yeah. going to be like well, that... 90,000 Englishmen there fucking right behind Joshua. That's going to – I Joshua's probably going to win the rematch. Josh... Yeah, I mean, they, well, they also said like it, it's already – they're already like going back and forth with each other on it. Um, that it, the rematch – obviously Joshua wants the rematch in London and and Ruiz is like, nah, pussy, come to Mexico. Like if yeah, you, if you can beat me, you can beat me in Mexico. Right, yeah, I'm the champ now. So it might be there team. might there might be a little bit of a stalemate on that. I don't know if there's a time yeah, like but, a, you know this is all very nice and well, and I'm very glad for uh, you know Ruiz and you know it's a it's really cool. But what, what when are we getting Fury and Wilder? Not probably till 2020 now. Yeah, Wilder. I mean, uh, Fury fights in like two weeks, and then Wilder just Who signed Fury another fight? fight against. Um, Ah, uh, fuck! I forget who's Fury's fighting, but it's not a. It's not a. It, it he'll win. Um, it's not like a challenging match. It's kind of a a, a softball. Um, but what the thing with the Joshua decision is what that or the fight what that takes away Joshua Wilder now because Wilder's not gonna. I mean, Joshua already ran away from Wilder like three times, backing out of negotiations yeah. and shit. And now this happens. He gets knocked out by Ruiz. Like Wilder, not only does is. Not, not the risk. Not only is Joshua not in a position in the boxing world to now deserve a fight with jo- uh, with uh, Wilder, Wilder's just not going to give him the time of day anymore. Like I don't yeah. give a fuck. You're not. You're not on my level. Wilder's fighting Luis Ortiz. Yes. Yes. Next. So who he who he knocked out three fights ago, I believe. Yeah, this is a rematch. But it was a good fight. It was a good fight. Yeah, I I just I don't think. Um... I don't think Wilder's going to lose, though. He's so fucking good. He's yeah. so strong. Yeah. I really like him. Yeah, yeah. I like Deontay Wilder a lot, too. Um, Who do you like better, him or Fury? Uh, I like Fury because he's crazy. I, 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 like like Wild, I like Wilder more, but I respect Fury a lot. Yeah. I think, I think Fury's probably the second. They're probably the two best heavyweights in the world. I think, oh, yeah. I think Joshua Fury's better than Joshua. Still a close they, they both have yeah. a lot of respect for one another. That's oh, the thing, yeah. yeah. They 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 both spoke highly of each other after the they fight. They pay their homage, yeah. yeah as well, much I mean, as you can. Wilder's like Wilder's probably like Jesus Christ. I just pummeled this dude with a massive left hand, and he just got back up and finished the fight. Yeah, like what did Fury say in Wilder's, <laughs> Wilder's last uh, win? He was saying he's like he was he was just like going on. He's like he's the second baddest man in the world. He's going off about how good he is, but he's like, and then he's like. But I'm the baddest motherfucker in the world. And yeah. That's like kind of what you want. Like, no, you, it is. You, like, you, you do want, want, you want like respect, and then be like, I'm still king. 
it's like good to see though, like both sides of the coin, like Wilder, like that's how you know it's real. Like Wilder, like when going into this fight with uh, against Brazil, he was just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm trying to kill you. Like I'm trying to put, yeah. I'm trying to put you in the fucking ground for real. And Fury, you know, they get up and they got, they got praise to sing about each other. Obviously, they both want to win and they're both gonna talk trash for promoting purposes. But when it's all said and done, like you, you know, you, you win or lose, it's a, you know, you, you pay respect to the other side. Um, that's always kind of like how the you know how boxing works, uh, but with Brazil, I mean that was a joke of a fight. If anyone thought that Brazil had a chance to win, like, nope, you don't you don't beat a guy that says yeah, he, he wants to kill you with his left hand. Yeah, he beat him. What it was a first round knockout? Like first like fifty seconds, something it, like it, that. Yeah, like not even. It was like thirty seconds in. Yeah, and then Tyson Fury is fighting an undefeated twenty four year old named Tom Schwartz on June 15th in Las Vegas, and he's 24-0 and has 16 knockouts, but he hasn't fought anyone close to yeah. Fury. And exactly. it's only his second time boxing outside of Germany. So. Do you think he has a shot? No. Everyone's got a puncher's chance, but no. Yeah, I mean, people said uh, Ruiz didn't. That's what Max Kellerman loves to say. The Rockets, they have a puncher's chance. Yeah. They do. Uh, I mean, that's essentially what happened with, with, with uh, Ruiz. He got knocked down. In the third round yeah. by Joshua, and it kind of it it that third round was insane. From like a boxing standpoint, it's spo- like he got lazy and tired. But what happened is he was just starting to throw haymakers, and he fucking landed one. And uh, fucking uh, what's it? Joshua went down. Like that was it. You know, if Joshua was able, you, you got to think Joshua, who's such a technical fighter, is able to guard against something like that better. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, first time in America, it looked like he didn't want it. Yeah, he was there. He was there for the the show, not the fight. Yeah. Plus, I mean, the guy hung out with Drake the day before the fight. What is he doing? Yeah, that's so dumb. That's what are you so doing? Dumb. Like you, Alabama couldn't break the Drake curse. You think you got a fucking shot? Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, and and the guy, the Jeopardy guy, this sports better that was wrecking shit on Jeopardy. He goes, he lost today, and then he tweeted out, he's like, I knew I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have invited Drake to the taping. Yeah, I don't <laughs> he know. Lost. Yeah, he lost, he lost tonight. Today. Like this night. Yeah, yeah like tonight. Like yeah. it aired last night. There was leaked footage released this morning. Good. And then... Yeah, nah, Monday, June 3rd. You want a sports better. When I wanted a fucking Herb yeah, Ken Jennings... Yeah, when he had it, he was... He, was, well, he won for 40 days. So yeah, what? He didn't he break the... Like, he didn't break the daily or money record from Jennings. Jennings... Ken Jennings is a fucking loser. Didn't he? No, no, he didn't. He Jennings was like two point five million. He was at like two point two or two point one. But he, he won close. more times, right? No, no. Jennings won for like eighty something days, and that's why this guy James was so good because he was like he was putting up. So he was wagering so much on his like daily doubles the and old, on his final jeopardies. He was literally like wagering like unprecedented amounts. The only thing he beat Jennings in is average daily wins. Yeah, his average daily winnings were like seventy five. Like he, he got fucking. he got ninety percent of what Jennings won total in half the time. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I I did know that. I did know he was on like the final question of double jeopardy. He was just. But people think he like may have lost on purpose because he did. He lost doing two things he's never done before. He's he put up just enough to like normally he daily doubles and final jeopardy. He risks every cent he has. And that's how he wins so much because he just knows the fucking answer to everything and risks everything. And this time he risked like just enough to win if the girl, um, if the girl that, like, didn't get yeah she yeah it was like some weird thing where like the math was off like, and the ba- basically the only way the girl would have lost is if she got it wrong. If she wagered anything and got it right, she won. And that's what happened. She I forget what she wagered, but it wasn't. Why would like, he lose on purpose? I don't know. Maybe there's people. Maybe he's bored. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's people saying he wants to go back to what he was doing. Um, he did tweet out a couple of days ago that his daughter was like getting tired of him doing it. Um, but also these are taped like pre. These are pre-taped like. Right, so but he's like he could have. So he probably busy. he probably lost like a month ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did that 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 far ahead? It got to be at least two weeks. Yeah, but, I I contacted him. 
about coming on and giving some picks, and he was just too busy. He responded like within like an yeah. hour. Yeah. But he like I emailed his his Gmails right in his Twitter bio. I emailed him and was like, hey. We do fucking picks. I was like, why don't you come on? <laughs> and he was like, he's like, oh, thank you, but like, I'm just so busy. And I was like, fair. I'm like, yeah. that is fair. I'm like, you're the most polarizing person in game show history right now. <laughs> shoot you. Hey, that's what we do over here at the extra point. We shoot our shot. Yeah, we shoot our shot, and sometimes we come up short. But guys, we just talked about fucking Jeopardy on. It was the amazing. Podcast. I mean, a sports betting guy. He's a god. Yeah, he's a god. He's a god. He's, he, when I first saw him and I, he said he was a professional sports better, I was like, oh, this is a guy I can get behind. Yeah. This, this is, is a guy, guy I can get, get behind. What was Ken Jennings? Like a fucking – he was probably an accountant for an accounting he firm. A, nerd. a librarian. He yeah. Was a nerd. Yeah, I don't want – I don't care about Ken Jennings at all. I was rooting against Ken Jennings from day one. Yeah. Yeah, he was a nerd. But, I mean, that's it. That's all we got. That's the end of the episode. Nice quick one for you guys. Happy to be back. Happy to get back on the horse, but you know, follow Old us on our road the, style. Old Town Road. Old Town Road. Wait, wait, wait! Before we go, tell me you guys saw the video of that guy performing that song at like an elementary. Yo, school. it's so insane! <laughs> and the I kids didn't see that. are. Oh, dude, Sully, you gotta. I'll send it to you, man. It's like they <laughs> fucking inserted cocaine air into the fucking auditorium. Dude, he starts singing, and these kids. It's like he's playing to a sold-out arena. It's so loud. These kids are going fucking bananas. Yo, I'm <laughs> telling you, that, that that song has, like, created a revelation. Even, like, I'll even be in bars, and, like, one of my friends will, like, he has an app where he buys things, like, like credits, and, like, he'll play it. And, like, the whole crap, like, the whole bar is going nuts. Like, I don't hate the song. Like, it's catchy. Like, it's not a great song by any means, but it's definitely catchy. And I'm just like dying that everyone's so into it. I'm just like you're gonna see a lot of uh, you're gonna see a lot of hip hop country crossovers after that. Oh, for I sure. think it's funny. Honestly, I think it's funny. It yeah. is. It's a, it's awesome. Yeah, like, comes where, out- if you hear that song, like that's an amazing song. Like I think you need to be checked checked for drugs. But if like it, like it's definitely a song that's funny, and you play on just like to see people's reactions, like like that in the school. It's, it's, it's just one of those songs that gets the people going. It's it was like, like that. Yeah. What was that song like? Hey, da, I think of you. Oh yeah, um, uh, Harlem Shake. Harlem Shake, right? No, yeah. like when no, it the, like this stuff. No, 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 no. Sorry, that was not the Harlem Shake. Uh, like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know exact. I know exactly I used what to it. Do that dance. Yeah, dude, that song was a slapper like that, too. Like that song the kids was like say. over because it was like dance and shit like yeah harlem shake was way that was like five six years ago yeah Yeah. this song is yeah songs uh the song of yeah also the mannequin challenge song the the black beatles and misses but so is there in this baseball season yeah hey i when i was calling one of the umass games a kid who was like a like a sub never really played had that as his walk-up song and i was like oh fuck this kid i was like of course this is your song a kid who doesn't play this is a song he comes up and just smokes like a 450 foot home run (laughs) oh you gotta love it first pitch just takes it yard like deepest part of center field and it cleared the fence by a mile i was like oh he got all a hold of that one yeah i mean doing it for the brand jesus yeah Oh, yeah, but that's it, guys. We'll see you next week.